Man, it's so good to have all of you in the house. We've got a bunch of heroes in here, got a bunch of dads. Come on, give it up for those dads in here. Yep. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. You know, no matter whatever, what, no matter what capacity you're fulfilling that role in a kid's life, whether that's an uncle or a big brother or grandfather or, you know, whatever capacity you're fulfilling that role, it's a hero that has to do that. Heroes pay the price, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a lot when it comes to raising kids in a world that we have, we're living in right now, and a lot of things challenging our identity as men, and uh, and uh, we're making some choices and decisions maybe today that I think might might help us along some of that. Uh, again, I'm, I'm Pastor Stephen. If it's your first time here, come on, give those folks a big warm welcome. Uh, we got uh, Caleb and Anna Marie here. Just got where just got engaged yesterday. Yeah, big big deal. Stephanie and Fudge, good friends of ours for many many years now. Honored to be a part of that for their life. And uh, you know, when it comes to something like Father's Day, I'm always humbled because you're kind of on the spot to have something specifically for dads. And um, as I begin to just kind of search my heart on this, I, I just to be honest with you, uh, if I'm transparent, I feel really unqualified. Because, man, dad's just a hard work. Nobody's arrived. Nobody's an expert at it. And I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And uh, I found out that it's during those mistakes where I get the greatest, biggest nuggets from God is learning those lessons. Uh, but um, for me, I can't speak for you. Uh, I can only speak for me. Uh, how many have ever heard that saying, behind every good man, there's a good woman? And I would say that about my wife. She's phenomenal. Uh, she's helped me become who I am in, in a lot of ways when it comes to fatherhood. I was clueless, to be honest with you. Uh, I just knew hard work and work hard and hard work and work hard. And hopefully that would be instilled. And, and when it comes to the compassion and sensitivity, I uh, wasn't raised necessarily with a whole lot of that. So I had to learn some of that on my own. And uh, she's been a huge blessing. for You give it up for mom of the house for me. Really, big deal. Um, so just today, hopefully I can inspire, maybe encourage, and, and challenge some of you dads in a thought, uh, in a thought about, about going all in. And when I was going in this direction, it, it took me back a couple weeks ago to what, where Pastor Tiffany launched into, and she said that uh, godly parenting is weighty. I don't know if you're in that service, but uh, it, it really spoke to my heart that day and how the weight of that, if you're not careful, you'll allow that weight to become a weight that you carry, and God doesn't want you to carry that. And then we came into last week, and, and Pastor Tom, if you were here, Tom Tony, uh, came in and he shared that that weight, that care that we do as parents begins in the home. And I think it goes a step further. I think it begins with this thing called fatherhood. And uh, there's no one on this earth existing in heaven or on earth that can teach you and show you how to do that any better than our Father in heaven. And um, it just kept coming back to me this whole week. There was a prophecy that uh, we gave out in 2022 uh, for our church when we launched out into our purpose. And it was uh, really kind of challenging in, in really the season and the time that the world's in. And uh, it was corporate. But as I, as I went back and I read it, I hadn't read it in a really long time, and as I went back and read it, I really knew that the Spirit of God was saying, hey, I want you to share that with the fathers, the men of the house. I want them to hear that again so that we can set the stage of uh, kind of going all in. 
So I'm going to read that to you right now. And uh, just open up your hearts. Uh, men, that's who I really want to speak to right now more than anybody. Um, it, it went this way. Here's what we said. It started by saying there's a shift taking place. And, I, and I've seen that. I've seen it take place. Uh, a, a big shift that we just saw, you might not have caught on to it, maybe even in our church, was someone received, and before they sat down, they gave what they had right back out. That's a shift. That's a different mindset, that immediately a person's not even thinking, what can I do with this? How can I use that? The thought was, where can I give that? That's a shift. And so it went on. Here's, we said that there's a people. But I'm going to put uh, father in that word. There's fathers that are stepping up. Fathers that know the urgency of the times. Fathers that are choosing not to lose sight of who they are in Christ. In a world that's wandering. Fathers that are not moved with the winds and the storms around them. Fathers that know their God. He's a good God. Fathers that walk in freedom. Their righteousness. Fathers that walk in their fulfillment of their purpose. Fathers that are making a difference. Fathers that are living in the word. There's a shift taking place. Fathers that are living in power and authority. And fathers that are living in the spirit of faith. There's fathers that are living a victorious life because of the victory that was won on the cross. Fathers that know spiritual death and grief itself was even defeated. Fathers that know that sickness and disease, disease is defeated. Fathers that know poverty and lack is defeated. And finally, fathers that see the urgency of the Great Commission and the advancing of the kingdom of God. Men, fathers that are going all in. You know, the term all in is, is um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily been a poker player, but I do understand the game. My wife's phenomenal. Don't, you can't beat her. Uh, she's a great poker game. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not a poker player, but I do understand this phrase all in. That's where this phrase really came from, going all in with all the chips on the table. And if you think about it, guys, you know, there's a lot kind of stacked up against us right now when it comes to um, uh, maybe the identity of what a real man is. I'm not talking about how hard you work. I'm talking about the identity of a real physical man. There's, there's a challenge in that. You have to go back to the Bible to, to really get the full understanding of what is a real man physically. It's being challenged, stacked up against us. Well, you know, there's other areas in your life that might stack up against you as well. And I don't know about you. How about time? Anybody, you're, you feel like you don't have enough time to do anything? Everybody, you know, we all get 24 hours. And how we use it and what we do with it. I don't know about you, but I'd love to have about 48 to equal up to the 24. I just didn't have enough time to get what I had to have do, done, done in that day's time. You know, there's treasures. You know what treasures means? Your resources. The resources. Everybody, anybody ever felt like you didn't have enough? A bill came, didn't have enough pay. I, I, you, know, uh, you know, I know my wife and I, we've arrived at a place that uh, I've been looking for for a long time. And, and that's that place where we got some things. We, we got some toys even that we're enjoying. My wife's got a golf cart. Uh, yeah, I'm going there. Her dad gave her the golf cart, but he put that in real perspective one day. Because we asked him, we said, Dad, uh, how, do you like that golfer? How, you know, is, is it fun for you? And he says, well, once you've ridden it, you've ridden it. <laughs> he put that toy in perspective, didn't he? I got me a boat I've been wanting for so long. 
I've got grandkids I've been wanting for so long. I've got some play, I've got some understanding of God that I didn't think I would ever have. I really do. I, I, I'm starting to learn how this thing works with God. And, and the number one thing about God is he, you know, we'll talk about here in a minute, how much he cares for you. Uh, how about um, your talents? You ever thought about that? Talents are the abilities and the things that God's given you. I'll talk to you guys over here a little bit. The talents and the abilities that God's given you, if you acknowledge that he's the giver of those and you're just a steward of those talents, it puts it in a different perspective of what I'm doing with it. In, in all of those areas, if we acknowledge that I'm a steward of something God's given me, men, fathers of the house, my time, my treasure, my talent, all the things that are, I'm not going to teach on time, treasures, and talents today, but it's, it's pretty common sense. If it's something that I have and I acknowledge that God, it all belongs to me, <clears throat> then if we're not careful, that stuff can start to seem to stack up against us. Uh, you know, as a husband, I'm not perfect. And I can tell you right now, especially trying to be a good husband, that stacks up against me sometimes because I, I don't know how to do that the best all the time. My kids, oh my gosh, man. Uh, you know, there were some teenage years I wanted to give them back. <laughs> I mean, it just stacked up against me. You know, my grandkids right now, there's times I want to give them back too, but, um, <clears throat> but a lot less time of giving back there than any others. I will tell you that. They're, they're, a, they're, a, gem, they're a treasure to have uh, for anybody, no matter if it's biological or, un, or not biological. doesn't matter. They are a treasure to have. But, guys, listen, sometimes things stack up to the point where, I don't know how I'm going to handle life anymore. And I think you know where I'm going with this. The poker term is, until you go along with God, you'll struggle. And it'll keep getting more challenging for your life. And that's really what I want to share with you today, guys, is how can I take this thing that's weighty of parenting? How can I take this thing of, of starting in the home? How can I take this thing as a dad and begin to realize what it means? Are there a couple, three things that I can do to go all in with God that would help me with that? I would beg to say this out of nine, Proverbs 19.21 is a good start. Proverbs 19.21 <clears throat> says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that's the part that will stand. Now, when you look at those three words, devices, he says, look, every man in this house, every father in this house, you've got plans, you've got purposes, you've got thoughts, you've made mistakes, you've got some hiccups, you've learned some things. Uh, one translation of this, I'm forecasting what it's going to look like in the future for myself. It also means values. Most of you in this house, if you're in church today on Father's Day, if you saw how many boats I saw, now I'm stereotyping. <laughs> I saw, I was coming this way about 5.30, quarter to 6, and I'm telling you, man, I, I saw more boats than I did cars going that way. And, uh, you know, so I'm grateful that you came. You, you could be doing anything else on your day. It's your special day. I have a different thought about that. I'm a dad because I have kids. And my kids are probably what I want to spend the time with, not you. I want to be with my kids. And, and uh, so I have a different thought about that. It's not my selfish day. It's my day because I have kids, and now I'm going to go spend it with who caused me to be a dad. So that's just my personal thought, but I have values. And he says it's the counsel, nevertheless, of 
God's purposes, values, and his advice. Actually, the word means his principles that will enable to success. The word success is very interesting because it's not just about being succeeded. It actually, the word stand means that will stand up under pressure. So it's God's purposes, if I'm following that, will help me stand up under pressure. Your father, my God, my God, your father, wants to be your father, man. He wants to be involved in every area of your life, your time. He wants to show you how to steward it so you're not tired all the time. He wants to show you how to deal, handle your resources. We've got an example of some of that right there. What do I do with my resources? What I do with my I, resources to me are not just financial. Resources to me, and I don't take this out of context, but everything I got, my family, my house, everything, that's something that God's blessed me with. That's my treasure. My treasures, how should I? God wants to father you in that. All right? I had a little confusing upbringing when it comes to fatherhood. Had an amazing stepfather for 20 years. Not in my life anymore. I have an amazing dad. We were not very close throughout all our years. We're close now. So I had a little bit of confusion in that whole father piece. I I learned a lot from my father-in-law about the father. I took it upon myself to learn how to do the thing called being father. But here, all I want you to understand is that father in heaven wants to be that for you. 2 Corinthians 6.18. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Now, let me hit something just in, just, <clears throat> just feel unction to say this. And Sharon, it's really because of you. I know Sharon's husband went on home to be with the Lord. So she's had to step into some of that role of being father now. Did you hear what he says? I want to be a father to sons and daughters. So you can learn and follow this pathway that God wants to be involved in the area of your life. I want to be God Almighty in your life. In Psalm 139, verse 17, this is really cool because that tells me that he's thinking about my time, treasures, and talents. God's involved in the thoughts. that I, thoughts. I'm consuming some of his thoughts. He has a thought of good and welfare for me. How do I know that? Psalm 139, he wants to be your father. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. You can't outdo God's thoughts for you. God doesn't get tired of you, men. He doesn't get tired of you always going back to him with the same problem, maybe the same addiction, maybe the same conflict. He doesn't get tired of that, never wears out. We do, but he doesn't. He wants you to come to him as a, fa- as a father that's always giving freely out to you. So what do you think the dialogue of today's message is? Going all in. Here's something to think about, guys. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, no matter... <clears throat> Even, no matter how much you give God your best, no matter how much that, that, you, that you come to a place, like I just said, where I've arrived, you can't outdo God's goodness. He's always going to have more good for you. Uh, I kept saying, I put this in there, he always will have more good for you. I kept, and my computer kept trying to make me correct that because it's not correct English. He says, he says you, God always has better for you, but I like more good better. God always have more, has more good for you to experience because that's the father that he is. You can't outdo him, can't outgive him, can't outsay him, can't outexpect him, can't outwant from him. Uh, believe it or not, he wants you to want more. That's father. How do I know that? Psalm 34, 8 through 9, verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys, he wants you to be happy of those that take refuge in him. But verse 9 is the key. Listen to what it says. 
Fear the Lord, you his godly people. Now let's place something else in there. Fear the Lord, you godly men, fathers, for those who fear him will have all they need. So I, I did a deeper study on this word fear for us just a little bit, guys. I wanted to really see the impact. I always had this um, definition of a, it's a wholesome dread of ever displeasing God. And I get that. I understand that. It is, absolutely. It's this front-side generic definition. But I dug deeper, and it says this, I have an admiration for my father. I have an esteem for him. I trust him. I understand the importance of that. This is what having the fear of the Lord means. I care about this. I've learned in my middle, uh, actually getting ready to go into my later 50s, I care more about God's in my life and what he expects than anything else, even more than my wife. I care about more about what God has to say uh, because of the mistakes I've made. I don't want to make those again. And every time I've engaged and involved him, on, involved him on the front side, it just worked out better for me. Uh, this word fear means to be obedient to. This word means to consecrate to. It means to love above all. Now, here's the definition that really just, that just did something for me. It means to live out an unconditional, the fear of the Lord now, to live out of an unconditional and uncomplaining worship. Wow. <laughs> it ultimately means to surrender to. A life fully surrendered to God's life that is all in no matter what, no matter what the cost. I'm going to take the time. I know it, uh, I've got just a little bit of time with you, but there's no better story to explain what I'm trying to say than when Abraham they go sacrifice his son, Isaac, his one and only son, the one that was, uh, he had at an old age. Remember, Isaac was a miracle. It was told he couldn't, and then he did, and there he was. But when you look at this, this monumental experience that, that God tested Abraham with, now how do you and I get tested in the new covenant? Through the word. The Word comes alongside and tests our values, our times, our treasures, and our talents. How are we going to steward that? He does not come to test you with bad. Remember, devil, bad, God, good. He can't come to you. He can't be tempted with evil, so he'll never tempt you with evil. Listen to this story. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called, yes. Abraham replied, here I am. This is a New Living Translation. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I'll show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out to the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham said, told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. Prophetic in its word. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where's the sheep for the burnt offering? You see, his culture, he knew what sacrifice was. He had been raised up in this culture. God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. And Abraham answered, prophetic in his turn. And they both walked together. And when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. 
And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay hand on my boy. Mm. It actually says don't lay hand on that boy. Do, you hurt, do not hurt him in any way, for now I know you truly fear God. I'm truly invested. I'm truly all in. I, I, I admire everything about God more than anything else. You've not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught on his thorn and his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering to place his son in. On, excuse me. Place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yaira, which means the Lord will provide. Hmm. To this day, people still use the name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Listen. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the heaven, the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. That's talking about your generations. That's talking about your kids, your grandkids, your legacy, the people coming behind you. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. All because, fathers, he went all in. He pushed all the chips in. Here, here's my thought. When you think about this, here's what I want to challenge you with. Here's what all in for you and I is maybe just this one moment, just this one day, just to think about this. Look, when it's easier to quit, I don't quit. When, it's, when my back's up against the wall, I know God's got my back. When it seems there's no way out, no way out. Anybody ever been there? When you've made a royal mess of the world and your life and everything in it, and you're thinking, there's no way, there's no way she's going to take me back. And she took you back. When I spent every dime that I had, Rosette, Rose, Rose, now that didn't happen to me and Pastor Tiffany, but when I took, spent every dollar I had, I wrote, my credit cards went up so high and had debt, God had my back. He helped me come out of that. I had to learn. I had to repent. I had to come to that place where I, I gave things back to God. But when I fully surrendered again, he took my heart and he opened the way and he began to continue to make my generations become blessed and those behind me. He gave me. It gave me another chance. You see, when you go all in, when you're willing to give God your best, when you're willing to fight whatever it, whatever it takes, however it takes you to get there, or when you're willing to do that, the results will be the generations to come underneath you will be the ones that will reap the reward of that. I want you to just watch this video. It's a movie that my son and I, we love. We watch it all the time. My son's watching it all the time. I want you to see it because I think it drives this message home just a little bit further. Let's watch this video. It's about five minutes. Funny, dude. <laughs> so, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. 
think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet. Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. You're back. Don't stop. Keep going. Too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Come on, Brock. Give me more. Give me more. Keep going. 20 more steps. 20 more. Keep going, Brock. Give me your back. Don't quit! No! Keep going! Keep going! Keep going! Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! Brock Kelly, you don't quit! Keep going! Keep going! Go, Brock Kelly! You don't quit on me! No! You keep going! You keep going! Go, Brock! Ten more steps! Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your heart! You can! You can! Five more! Five more! Come on, Brock! Come on! Don't quit! Don't quit! Come on, Brock! Two more! One more! Oh. Let's go, Sissy! Let's go, Sissy! I'll have any more! Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. You are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they.
Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Coach? Can I count on you? Yes. Coach? What is it, Jeremy? I weigh 160. faced up against the obstacles guys I know that I see them I hear you I have your conversations one day last week I don't talk to many people about about my stuff going on eternally other than my wife and I don't even talk to her much about it either just not that person but uh, Tom, of course, was here, and she was out of town, and I was just bearing my heart. Some things I was challenged with, some security, some things about maybe some of this. And a friend of mine, DJ, called me out of the blue. Just lost his wife, went home to be with the Lord. And he says, Pastor Stephen, I just got you in my heart. You okay? Here's my point, guys. I was at the graduation last week at Manioa High School. And uh, I don't get to always go to those. I haven't in quite a few years been able to make it to the graduations. I had the chance to go to this one. And, and uh, the principal, Mr. Luciano, who actually has become a good friend of ours, believe it or not, he shared something with the seniors that was really powerful, I thought. Since I found out, I just didn't know what everybody else does. But... Uh, they were getting ready to make a decision, you know, of course, in, in life, and they're graduating. And he says, there's two types of decisions that we make. There's linear and complex. Linear are the ones that you make. There's 35,000 of those you make in one day's time. They're the simple ones. Hey, I just chose to turn this way. I just chose to turn this way. I just, you know, while the pastor's preaching, I'm thinking about lunch. I'm one thing. I, I'm chosen. I'm just, it's not a deal breaker. It's not something going to impact my life whatsoever. He says you make about 35,000 of those a day. And he said, but sometimes in life, you come up to where you have to make complex decisions. And here's what he said. He says, we've had you for 12 years. We've been able to kind of govern those decisions for you. But now you're getting ready to step out and go make a complex decision in your own life where it will be a, a, a journey director appointing for your life. To go all in with God is a complex decision. It's being willing to realize that, you know what, with my time, with my talent, with my treasures, I want to go all in with everything I've got. I want to trust him with everything, even when it doesn't seem like it's working for me. Because I know that I can trust that bigger God in my life. And the reason I say I, I can do that, and I just want, can I give you a, maybe a how-to, guys? Ask all the fathers and maybe all the men of the house. Let me ask you to stand. Not just fathers, all the men. You may be a father down the road. Who knows? 
how do I trust God? How do I go all in with God? How do I take all of the, my responsibilities and, and how the world's challenging us on a lot of those areas? And how, how do I go all in with him? How do I push all my chips in, in, in that trust? I really believe it's three ways. It's, no, it's not much more than this. It's kind of an ABC. Number one, I, I, what, uh, number one I, I, I want to read the Bible every day. Nothing more, nothing less. Because when I read the Bible, what happens is I go into that and, and I begin to learn who he is. I begin to develop that father relationship. I, I learn who God is through that. He actually tells me everything about him in one book. Number two, I, I'm going to just take one more step and go all in. I, I'm going to invest. I'm going to give my best in this thought too. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to communicate with God. I'm going to communicate with him just like I'm communicating with you. I'm going to talk to him about my stuff, about my problems, and about the things that are happening in my life and, and get direction. Hey, how do you want me to govern this time, God? How My resources, where, how, God, show me. The Bible says my sheep know my voice. And then the other one I think is really the next key to that, man, what it, how I can go all in is I'm going to seek out community. When I say seek out community, I want to find that Christian brother that's doing the exact same thing that I can hang out with. I'm not going to not dis disassociate myself from those that I'm around, but I am going to find that Christian brother like DJ that will call me in the middle of a moment, in the middle of a day when I'm going through something or not going through, but just processing things. And he says, hey, man, the Lord put me on your heart. And I wasn't about to tell him what was going on. But just the fact that he called and said, hey, man, I'm just thinking about you, tells me two things. One, God had me on his mind. And two, a Christian brother had me on my mind, on his mind. And that Christian brother's going to pray for me. Why? Because he's all in. So here's my, here's my challenge for all of us. Here's my encouragement. Here's my hope. Here's what my expectation is, what I think all of our expectation is in, in this world that we're living in. It's simply this, guys. I'm going to challenge myself to go all in with God, invest all my time, all my treasure, all my talent, and do that in such a way and know that when I do, I won't be disappointed. Why? Because you can count on God. Look at somebody. Get Stand right next to a guy. Go next to a guy if you don't mind. Get close to a guy, somebody next to you. Steve Garza, can you come up here? You got your boy with you? Come on up here. It's almost like the consecration of the month for us. You can turn and face them. Steve, you've been on the spot the whole service. Because true leaders understand the truth, understand how important it is to put God number one in their life. And when you do that, you actually begin to step into a place of call that only you can fulfill, only you can do. And that is to be the father to the fatherless hope to the restless, huh? And become that person that God wants you to fulfill the God-given purpose on your life. Someone that will know God, someone that will walk in freedom, someone that will uh, be the fulfilling of his purpose, someone that will make a difference in the world that he lives. So all I want you to do, standing next to the guy, you don't have to look right at him. I don't want to make you feel weird. But just in agreement with the person standing next to you, would you make the statement with me this morning? Say, you know what? I'm going all in. Because there ain't no better way. 
than to go all in with God. That's the way that will succeed. That's the way that will uphold under pressure. I know he loves me. I know he loves you. And he's thinking about you. And you can count on him. And you won't be disappointed. I'm going all in. Moms, family, will you give it up for these guys here in the house this morning? All of you can stand now, join them. We love you with all our hearts, dads. We really, really do. We understand that you are the, probably the greater strength in one sense in the house that we live because you are the leaders of the house. Women, we know that you are the support underneath of that or alongside that. I don't want to say underneath, might get in trouble. <laughs> But you do come alongside that, and we need you. We need you to get behind us when we make mistakes. We need you to get behind us when we're challenged. We need you to encourage us and tell us we can do it. We also need you to listen when we're trying to follow the Spirit of God and know that we might miss it there, but at least we're giving it a shot and trusting the one that's got our life in, in his hands. And man, I challenge you to learn to be led by the Spirit of God and not trust yourself so much. You do that, and I promise you, you'll begin to see how all in begins to reap the reward in your life. You won't be disappointed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege we have just to accept this place called fatherhood. In whatever capacity we're fulfilling of that as sons in this house, we're thanking you that we have the ability, the strength, the grace, the able to fulfill that position but we're asking you for your help to come alongside us and to direct us and father we thank you that as we get ready to go all in when we walk out that door we know that the generations in front of us will be blessed and everyone said in the house amen amen you are